Good morning, living word. I didn't mean to end it that way, but slip of the finger. But anyway, good morning. How's everybody doing? This is Friday, another day, a blessed and wonderful day. The day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly, we want to rise up, give God thanks, give him praise, expect a miracle. Amen. It's so good to hear good praise and worship music, especially in the morning time to wake us up. And get us um, going, get our energy flowing, get the blood pumping through our veins. Amen. That we could have a productive, successful, and a day that we accomplish all the things that we set out to accomplish today. Make sure your projects get done, your reports get turned in on time. No slacking. You have no time to waste today. Get focused. Focus Friday. Amen. Finish it on Friday. Fantastic Friday. Get it all done. Don't leave anything for you to come back and do on Monday. Amen. Finish it. Finalize it. Submit it. Get done and get paid. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God bless you all today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will always rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly it is a blessing to be a part of the kingdom of God. Certainly it's a blessing to be a child of God. It is also in the greatest blessing to have all your past sins forgiven. Praise the Lord. And it's even an amazing thing that we have our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ um, interceding for us in the presence of God. And in the earth realm, we have the Holy Spirit in, interceding for us. And we are just so covered and protected by God. God is 100% vested in bringing about our salvation. Amen. So that's why he provides intercessors in the spiritual realm for us. And so you and I, we can just lift our hands and gratitude for God is consistently doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Amen. So we give God thanks for you. Now, we talked about dominating thoughts a couple days ago, and I pray that your dominating thoughts are thoughts of the things that you want to be established in your life. Um, your dominating thoughts are the thoughts that God will be pleased with, you know, and our dominated thoughts will be the thoughts of good and not of evil. Amen. So whatever is dominated our thinking, those are the things that we're going to produce in our lives. So make sure our dominated thoughts, our chief aims, and all those things are the things you want to be established in your life. Refuse to ever speak negative about anything, especially over your own life, your children, your house, your finances. Never speak negative words over yourself. Consider yourself blessed. Consider yourself favored by God. Consider the glory of God that is on you. Consider yourself getting better each and every day. Never look down on yourself. Always look up to your Savior and to the God that strengthens you. Amen. We have no time for any pity party. Uh, we have no time to be victims. We have no time to be anybody's doormat. We're going to make sure we hold our heads up high and we operate each day in the strength and the power and the energy that God has given us. And we're going to maximize each and every day to the best of our ability. Amen. Today, I simply want to give you four principles that you can live that you can live by to create better relationships. Right. Four principles, just four quick things that we can do to create better relationships. Because how many know, uh, well, we all know that sometimes we just mess up our relationships by bad behavior, incorrect thinking, not really thinking through 
um, you know, but before we speak, we sort of blurt things out. We go by emotions, you know, and all those kind of things that tend to mess up our relationships. Um, there's some things and there's some principles in scripture that will teach us um, how to live with some, how to live with others and how to create better environments. All right, so let's go through a couple of them. Now, I want us to understand that in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, in verse 22, it begins to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And all these things are sort of based on that. And if, if you are filled with the Spirit, then you should bear the fruit of the Spirit. All right, so there's four things that I feel that is super, super important. And there's a lot more that we can talk about, but we're just going to do four today. Number one, um, resolve issues quickly. Resolve issues quickly. Don't let a scratch become a sore, right? So... Um, a lot of times we tend to put things off and it builds up in us until one day you explode, right? But why should we do that? Why should we keep on just adding, 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 you know, to things that is taking place? You keep your mouth shut and never say nothing until you just explode and end up doing the wrong things. You know, the Bible said we must live with peace with all people. It says, if at all possible, as much as lie it in you, live peaceably with all men. So simply means that, that we we t we want to resolve our issues quickly, get it done so we could be at peace. The Bible said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Amen. We don't want to live our lives in turmoil. Uh, turmoil. We don't want to live our lives, you know, heavy handed and heavy hearted and carry burdens of stuff that people have done um, to us unresolved issues. Let's try our best to resolve issues quickly before it gets big and cause you to explode. Now, it's far easier to pull a um, a tree that is just budding out of the ground. Just be able to root it up out of the ground. You just pull it up with your hand um, when it's just beginning to grow. But if you let it grow and become a big tree and the roots get down real deep, and you know, then you're going to need an axe to chop it down, which takes a whole lot more energy to chop down a full-grown tree. It's the same thing with our issues in life. Resolve them quickly. Just sit down with whomever you have an issue with. Sit down and say, listen, can we talk about this? This is what I felt. Is this how you wanted me to feel based on your words? You know, simple things like that. Choose the right words. The Bible said a soft answer would turn away wrath, but grievous words is always going to stir up strife. Amen. So, you know, when somebody hurts you, you know, find a peaceful solution to your issues. Um, where there's disagreement, find a peaceful solution to your issues, especially between a married couple. Always seek to find a peaceful solution to your issues. Do nothing in your marital relationship that will serve anger and strife between you and your spouse. And the same thing for your children and same thing for your neighbors and your friends. You make sure that you are the peacemaker. And whenever issues arise, you find a peaceful way to resolve those issues and do your best to resolve it quickly. The Bible actually says if you have ought against your brother, you know, when you're bringing your, um, your offering to the altar, you lay your offering at the altar and go make it up with your brother, then come 
and finish what you're doing before God. Amen. God wants us to resolve issues. He wants us to quickly and easily forgive. And if we don't want to do that, then we ourselves would not be forgiven. So the number one thing, resolve issues quickly. Too many of us carry stuff around too long, too long, and you end up hurting yourself. So just Resolve it quickly, get over it, be done with it so you can live in peace with yourself and with your neighbor. Amen. It, life is not good when, you know, you're not talking to your family and, you know, or you're at odds with your neighbors. So you got to be watching your back. That is no way to live your life. You want to live your life surrounded with, with a, you want to live your life in a peaceful environment. So when you lay your head down to uh, on your bed and your pillows, you can go right to sleep and, and your sleep is sweet because you have no worries. <laughs> Amen. You're not worried about, you know, what somebody's coming after you or this or that. You know, you're just going to lay down and sleep and be at rest. Amen. Number two, number two is give people what you owe them. Do not play games with people. Let me say it again. Give people what you owe them. If you borrow something and you promise to give it back at a certain day, do your absolute best to give it back. <laughs> Let me say it again. Pay people what you owe them. Give people what you owe them. Um, in, in, in Proverbs 3 and 27 and 28, it says, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. Say not unto thy neighbor and come again and to, and tomorrow I will give you when thou hast it by thee. So what he's saying, stop putting people off, <laughs> right? You owe somebody something, you have it in your hand. You give it to them. Stop telling them to come back tomorrow. Oh, I'll pay you on Tuesday. And Tuesday never comes. Pay people what you owe them. Give what you owe them. If you borrow somebody's tools, clean it before you give it back to them. Give it back to them cleaner than how they gave it to you. We, I mean, these are just simple, simple things that we should practice. It creates such good relationships, such good environment. I remember one time um, um, I loaned somebody uh, my car, a relative. I loaned him my car, and I had his car. And um, at the time when we had to exchange cars back, I made sure I took his car to get it detailed I mean, when I say detail, I paid over $100 because I want this car to be spanking clean when, he, when I gave it back to him. And so when we swapped cars, his car was spotless. When he brought my car back, it was a total mess. There was garbage in it. I was so upset <laughs> because he had no clue, no idea. Um, you know, he had no integrity or honesty or he had no kind of thinking that, you know, he should clean it up before he gave it back to me. You know, it, that is so shameful. You never want to do that. You never want to borrow something from somebody and then you give it back to them broken or you mess it up. 
you know, then, then return it. That does not create good relationships. It does not. Or if you promise, you know, you borrow on Monday and say, you know, I promise I'm going to give it back to you on Friday. I will repay you on Friday. Friday comes, you don't answer your phone. You don't answer your text. The person can't find you. Those things are not good at all. Those do not create good relationships. You must, you know, it's it's funny that, you know, that we have to talk about these things, but these are the simple things that destroy relationships, right? In Psalms 37 verse 21, this is the wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. And so, you know, the Bible says if you borrow and don't repay, the Bible calls you wicked. You are wicked. I know of people who borrow money from people and then when it's time for them to get their money back, the person says, oh, no, you said it was a gift. <laughs> it was no gift. It was a loan. But people have no intention of paying back. So they try to put words in your mouth. Those things are shameful. And that's what God said. Those people are wicked. They borrow with no intention of repaying. Those kind of attitudes, characters, those things destroy relationship, break up families, create enemies because of things like this. So make sure, make sure that when you borrow and you repay, when you owe, you give people what you owe them. Do not play games. If you have it on you to give it back to them, stop telling them to come back tomorrow. Stop it. If you promise to do something by a certain day, if at all that you are doing your best, that you cannot do it, you don't just you don't just have it. You need to call them and tell them, I know I promised to give it back to you on Tuesday, but one, I am not done with it yet. Can I use it a little longer? Or maybe two, um, you know, I owed you I owe you money, but I don't have it all yet. Um, I'm still working on getting it all. Here is what I have. I promise you, I will do my best to get you the rest. That's the kind of attitude we must have. Amen. And stop going around and, and playing games with people, you know, barring and saying, come back a certain day. The person come back a certain day and you do not give it to them or you don't respond to them. You don't answer the phone and all these shenanigans that people play when they owe you money. It's those things are shameful unto God and God calls you wicked if you borrow with no intention to repay. God said that's wickedness. We don't want to be labeled by God as wicked because we refuse to do what we promise to do. So if we make a vow to do something, keep your vows. The Bible said it's better not to vow than to vow and not keep it. Amen. So make sure you keep your vows, your vows to God your, and your promises to people. You make sure you are keeping your vows. Number three, treat others how you would like to be treated. Well, that's a golden rule. Your grandmother used to tell us that, you know, um, you know, make sure you treat people the way you want to be treated. If you're mean to people, expect people to be mean to you. If you're nice to people, then you expect people to be nice to you. Whatever you sow, that shall you also reap. And this has come from Matthew 7 and 21. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all 
that is taught in the law and the prophets. Do undo to others whatever you like them to do to you. So if you want people to be um, to treat you good, you be a do-gooder. Amen. You whatever you sow, that's what you're gonna. That's what you're going to reap. Whatever your character is, that's what you're going to project, and that's how you're going to treat people. And so you cannot have an expectation that people are going to be good to you. People are going to treat you with respect if you are disrespecting people. Make sure that if you want respect, you are given respect. Let me tell you something. The best respect, the strongest respect that you could ever have is respect that you have earned. I know people got to respect certain position, but you know, they could respect a position and not respect the person. But when they respect the person because you have earned it, that's the greatest respect that you could ever have. Earned respect is the best respect you could ever have. Amen. So treat people the way you want to be treated. The Bible said we must be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another as Christ has forgiven you. And that's in Ephesians 4 and verse 29 through 32. So you read it for yourself. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you. Why? Because that's what we want from people. We want people to be kind to us, tender-hearted to us. We want people to forgive us. We don't want people to hold stuff against us. No, we want people to forgive us. We want people to be happy when they see us. We want people to smile when they're around us. We want them to be at peace with us because we're not playing games with them. We are truthful. We are honest with them. And we are treating them the way we want to be treated. If you don't want people yelling and screaming at you, cursing at you, then you don't do those things. You don't do those things. Let Never let corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Refuse to allow cursing and swearing and all those things coming out of your mouth. Because if those things come out of your mouth, that's what's going to come out of the mouth of people directed to you. So whatever you don't want for yourself, you don't do it to others. Amen. And so you want to make sure you also consistently do in good to people around you, to your family, consistently do good. Never allow evil to come into any of your actions. Never do evil against your brother, your sister, your spouse, your children, your mother, your father. Never consider to do them any evil. Now, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to correct people when things we you know when people are doing wrong. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you devising evil in your heart because you can't stand somebody because you have issues that you never worked out. So you're going to figure out a way how to hurt them because you feel it's your right to hurt them. Listen, if you do that, those same thing is going to be multiplied and come right back to you. You cheat people, that's going to multiply and come right back to you. You're a trickster, you're a liar. All those things are going to multiply and come right back to you. So you make sure you are treating people the way you want to be treated. Amen. And lastly, don't play with people's emotions. Be honest and truthful. Let me say it again. Don't play with people's emotions. Be honest and truthful. Live your life with integrity. Amen. That word integrity in the Old Testament means 
the condition of being without blemish. It means completeness. It means perfection. It means sincerity, soundness, uprightness, wholeness. Amen. Integrity in the New Testament means honesty and adherence to a pattern of good works. We must carry ourselves with class and dignity. Be honest. Be truthful. We're not playing with people's emotions. You know, we, we are telling truth. As um, Sister Nita would say, talk truth. We will always be talking truth. We'll be saying what is right and what is helpful to our brothers and sisters. We're not going to lie to people. We're not going to stab them in the back. We're not going to smile in their face and then stab them in our back, in their back. But we're going to make sure that we're honest with them and we're not playing with people's emotions. Amen. We're not telling people that this is what we want for them and that's what we really don't want. If we're trying to figure out a relationship with people, we're going to be honest with them and tell the truth. Amen. And don't cause people to depend on you for certain things when you are had no honesty, no integrity about ever doing any of the things that you promised to do. Do not play with people's emotions. Amen. We ought to we ought to be people to keep our word. In Proverbs 12 and 22, it says, Live in the truth and keep your promises. And the Lord will keep delighted in you, but he detests a liar. That is Proverbs 12 and 22. Did you hear what I just said? Live in the truth and keep your promises and the Lord will keep delighted in you. You want God to be delighted in you. Amen. And you want that to be consistent. You want God to look at you and smile and keep, you know, and when God is smiling at you, the heavens are open over you. Opportunities come your ways. Favor is upon your head. Increases on your hand. Are you hearing me? Live in the truth and keep your promises. Do not play with people's emotions. People get hurt because you don't keep your promises. People get hurt because you were not truthful in your with your feelings. You know, you rather lie than tell the truth. But we are people who ought to keep our word. In Psalms 120 in verse 2, David said, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What's a deceitful tongue? A tongue that tells you one thing but means something else, right? They're saying something in your face, but in their heart, they're not telling you the truth at all. They're saying the total opposite. Oh, I care for you. Oh, I love you. But nope, none of that is truthful. They simply just using you. They simply just lying to you. Listen, the Bible tells us we don't treat our brothers and sisters like that at all. We are very truthful in our feelings. We're truthful in our thinking. The, David said, God, just keep me from those people. Keep me from the deceitful tongue. You know, that people just not telling you the truth about their feelings. They're never truthful about their feelings. They're never truthful about how they feel about you. They're just lying to cover up what they're actually feeling about you. Let me find a scripture for that. And you better believe I found a scripture for that. It's Proverbs 10 and 18. This is what it says. This is the Passion Translation. It said, the one who hides his hatred while pretended to be your friend is nothing but a liar. 
You hear what I'm saying? The one who hides his hatred while pretending to be your friend is nothing but a liar. Are you hearing me? That's what the word of God says. So let's stop pretending. Let's just be truthful. Let's just be honest in our feelings. You know, if we have art against our brother, let's just put it on the table. Say, can we talk about this? You know, this is how you made me feel, you know, and just break it down. Be honest about how you are really feeling about anything in all situations. Why? Because we want to have good relationships with the people that we have to deal with, especially the people we have to deal with on a daily basis, our family you know, our close friends, our neighbors, our workmates, you know, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. We want to have a good relationship. Listen, there's no separation in heaven. And so if you're separated down here, you may not make it to heaven. And so let's just deal with what we got to deal with down here. Settle the matter. Settle it. <laughs> Amen. Work it out. I let you know what I feel. You let me know what I feel. I'm not lying to your face, you know, or, or pretending that I like you when I really got hate for you. All I, If I do that, I'm simply hurting myself. And so in order to have good relationships, we need to just to be honest with each other, right? Be honest. Do not play games with, with somebody's feelings. Don't stop breaking people's hearts with your lies and with your empty promises. Stop doing that. God is not delighted in those things. And when God said he, he does delight in those things, he will judge you. He will come against you hard. You know, when God moves against a man, it's not going to be something good. Amen. So we want to make sure when God is moving, he's moving for our good and not bringing judgment or his wrath up on us. Treat others the way you like to be treated. Give people what you owe them. And lastly, um, make sure you resolve issues quickly. That's going to create great environment, amen, and cause you to, to, uh, to smile at one another, live at peace with one another. There's, man, there's nothing like peace. There's nothing like peace in the house. I mean, absolutely like nothing like peace. When you're peace on the job, peace in your home, peace at church, peace in your family, in your friends. When you're at peace, there is no better feeling. <laughs> Amen. But when you got issues and, and hate and malice and gossip and all those things, man, it just feels like a lump in your chest. But when you got peace, oh my God, the joy, the freedom. Amen. Um, and this is what happens in Galatians 5 and verse um, 22 says, but what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchid. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a basic holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitment, not needed to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Isn't that beautiful? That's Galatians 5 and verse 22 and 23. Amen. And that's the 
that's the culmination of the whole matter. That's summing up the whole matter. You just simply allowing the fruit of the spirit, the, you know, the spirit of God that is inside of you to be manifest and to be expressed through you. So I pray that as you practice these principles, you get to see your, your, your relationships change. Things become better. There is peace. There's joy. There's harmony. Amen. In your home, um, you have harmony on your job, wherever you go. The Bible said, if it is at all possible, live in peace with all men. Amen. And so I pray that you can find these principles useful and begin to activate them and do them that you may have peace in all that you do. Amen. Well, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the blessing of your word. Thank you, God, for blessing us, for keeping us, for making a way for us and opening doors for us. Thank you for your word that brings meaning to our lives. Thank you for your word, God, that we can depend on. Thank you for your word, God, that gives us instructions about what we should do, things we should do, things we should say, how we should uh, talk to one another. God, thank you for your word that gives us the way that we should interact with our brothers and sisters. You tell us to live with peace with all men. If it is all possible, you said we should be peacemakers. Your word teaches how to, to treat others as we would like to be treated, to be honest and live with integrity and honesty and to keep our promises. Tell us not to lie, not to be pretenders, but God to be truthful in all areas of our lives. And so I pray God that as your people hear these words, that God, they will put them into practice because I know your words are true and your words will always bring change in the lives of those who apply them. Father, we know the application of your word positions us to be changed and to be transformed and to live victoriously. And so, Father, I speak victorious living to every hearer and every doer of your word. Father, let there be no hindrance, but God, let every word that they speak, God, be edifying to their brothers and their sisters and to be glorifying to your name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for doing it. And now, Father God, whatever sickness, whatever disease that your people are dealing with, I pray, God, they begin to speak the right word. God, release the word that provides healing, the word that provides deliverance. God, if it's in their finances, cause them to release the word, God, that will bring prosperity, to cancel out debt, and to cancel out poverty in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for it. God, those who are seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I pray, God, they will begin to connect with you, draw nigh unto you, because your word said you would draw nigh unto them. I pray that your people would have a heart of honest, an honest heart, a heart of integrity, a heart of love, a heart that pushes peace and joy and all the fruit of the Spirit. Father, call those things to be expressed to us as your children. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we give you praise, and we bless your name. And so, God, we give you thanks again for, thank you for the favor that's on our head, the increase that is on our hands, God, and the swiftness to our feet. Heavenly Father, we thank you for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and 
guaranteed our future. Thank you for there's not a feeble one among us, but we are healthy, we are wealthy, we are strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. And we know, Heavenly Father, the end revealed is a sure thing. Heavenly Father, we bless you, we give you thanks and praise. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.